0: food heals food heals podcast episode 156
1: the message is bigger than you your purpose is bigger than you and so you know you're doing the world and yourself a disservice by not stepping up into your higher purpose and into your higher calling holistic voice presents the food heals podcast with your hosts allison melody and Susie hardy
0: Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. Welcome to the Food Heals Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm her lovely co-host, Susie Hardy. You are lovely. Oh, thank you. You do look lovely today. I'm so modest. (laughs) TGIF, we're we're bringing you a bonus episode on a Friday. Woo-woo-woo-woo. Today's guest is Heather Fantine. You may remember Heather from episode 130, where she helped us ring in the new year, which was 2017, sharing her healing story, as well as teaching us how to step into our power and make a positive impact on the world. And of course, Heather is also a spirit junkie, and I had the pleasure of meeting her at Spirit Junkie Masterclass Level 2 with Gabby Bernstein at the Beautiful Yoga Retreat Center, Kripalu, up in Massachusetts.
2: Heather is a transformational coach and founder of the Soul on Fire Retreats for women who have been studying and facilitating healing modalities for two decades. Heather says the most courageous journey of your life is the journey from your head to your heart, back to source, back to love, And back to what sets your soul on fire. That is amazing. That's
0: beautiful. She's such a good writer and speaker. Yeah. Um, Her own journey of awakening led her around the world for 15 years to heal, explore, connect, and learn from many different cultures and traditions. And this interview, we, we get deep. Food Heals Nation. So get excited. Get
2: excited. Yes.
0: And get even more excited
2: because today we can finally announce that Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital is live.
0: Food Heals Nation. Yes. We got your emails. We got your Facebook messages. We got your messages in the group. Thank you. We are live. Enrollment is open for one week only. What? What? only one week, I uh, know. Only one week. It's not enough time. That's what people do nowadays. They only open enrollment for a short amount of time, so they yeah. get people in, yeah. and then they take the journey together. And so it creates scarcity, but it's worth it because Masterclass is incredible. That's why we're doing this series, because of how much I believe in it. And you can go to spiritjunkynation.com to learn more. So Spirit Junkie Masterclass
2: Digital is... A life-changing course. It is life-changing.
0: <laughs> Did I just say that? We're, it's life-changing. Everyone, get over Where it. Where
2: you're, you're going to gain the confidence and business-building tools you need to live your highest purpose, make an impact, and earn for your great work.
0: And who doesn't want? Who doesn't want? I don't know. I want that. <laughs> We're the worst salespeople ever. Yes, in MasterClass, you'll take courses with New York Times best-selling author Gabby Bernstein, who we've had on the show. There's also a lot of inspiring guest speakers. Some of my favorite courses are by some of the guest speakers, like Amplify Your Abundance with Elena Brower, Spiritual Social Media with Jordan Bach. That one is, is I, I there's no it. words. I love, love it. it. I love him. Too bad he's gay, because he's the hottest man in the world. <laughs> You can still appreciate. <laughs> I, I can appreciate. Sorry, Jordan, but you are. Uh, how to create a digital course with Derek Halpern, which we played a clip from that in a previous episode. So go back and listen to that if you're interested. How to turn your blog into your business with Gala Darling. And there's just so many good courses. Those are just a few that I pulled out that are my favorites. And I, I literally watch some of them over and over again because the information is just not
2: good. So you've heard us talk about it, play clips from it, and tease it. And today, we're expi- and today we're excited to tell you that Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital is open for business. Yes it is. So if you decide to take Spirit Junkie Masterclass through our link, which is spiritjunkienation.com, we have $1,999 worth of bonuses for you. Not quite 2000 No, just, just under.
0: <laughs> just under.
2: And some of these are Our podcast greenlight course, Marketing and Monetization Success Strategies for Your Podcast. This is our course that teaches budding or current podcasters strategies on how to massively market and monetize their business. Just like we did. Strategies like how to get sponsors before you launch
0: or with low download numbers. You're saying it with such enthusiasm, I got to keep up. Okay. Unique marketing strategies to reach your target audience. Advanced monetization strategies to create passive income. 10 ways to monetize your podcast or
2: brand. How to throw an unforgettable party and get paid for it. Our our party
0: was unforgettable. I know. I
2: actually um, got asked how we did it just recently
0: by a new podcaster. She's like, I loved your party. How did you do that? I will tell her in the course. Mm -hmm. We will tell you. And the bonus, which is social secrets. How to get likes before you even post. What? People don't even believe that this is real. I don't believe is real. But there's a Facebook hack and there's a way to do this. And I'm going to tell you in the course. Yeah. So take our course. Food Heals Nation, our podcast green light course, is just one of the many bonuses we will be offering you. You'll also get six powerful manifestation meditations hosted by or read by or led by? Voiced by? by? Voiced by the beautiful... The smart, the sexy, susie Hardy. Th- that would be me.
2: <laughs> That's right. I'm going to lead you through some guided meditations, such as attract abundance into all areas of your life.
0: Get clarity on a question by asking for a sacred sign.
2: Or what about releasing anxiety and finally finding peace? I need that one right now. <laughs> remove, <laughs>
0: remove creative blocks and find divine inspiration. And one of my favorites, your body can heal itself. Your body can heal itself, which obviously I love this one. And we are going to talk about this exact topic with Lauren in the Spirit Junkie series that is coming up next week for your pleasure So if you're working on your body healing yourself and you need a little extra help, you can take Susie's meditation. You can listen to Lauren's episode. What else we got?
2: Lastly, we have the meditation, Be the Love You Seek. All about being in your love. That's right. Love it. On top of these guided meditations, you will also get six months of our Food Heals VIP Club with never-before-heard podcasts on topics of spirituality, business, and holistic health. Some of our
0: favorite episodes are How to Banish Negative Thoughts and Create a Life of Abundance. I love that one. The Power of Podcasting with Kate Erickson. She's one of my favorite people, P.S. How to Do a Juice Cleanse with Avita Rampart. Okay, I love that one, too. Sorry, I'm probably going to say this at all You love of all of them. them? I have a problem. <laughs> but that one's so good because I just love Evita's You do energy. love it. Avita's okay, beautiful soul. And I love this one, too. How to Make Your Passion Your Paycheck with Alita McDaniel. You've heard her on the podcast. She's incredible. She is incredible. And lastly, the
2: healing power of essential oils to restore the mind, body, and spirit with Susie yours truly, Marty. me again.
0: Oh. <laughs> I love that one too. Okay, I love them all. I just I, I can't even Well, you love what we do. I do, exactly. And, and that the... comes and that comes across. And that's why we made these episodes because we wanted to give you some bonus content. So you're gonna get six months of bonus content. Those are just a few. And we're not even done with Our bonuses. Susie, what about What? I know. (laughs) What about I I mean, what if we were on like what are those things called? An infomercial. Do you think we would be good on an infomercial? I think it would be amazing. It feels like this is what we're doing right now. And it feels kind of silly, but at the same time, like I'm really excited about what we're offering. We have a lot of bonuses on top
2: of a great class from Gabby Bernstein. Yes, exactly. So what about the essential
0: oils bonus? The essential oils. That was your idea. That
2: was my idea. I love essential oils they are the immune system of a plant they're very Mm -hmm. healing on many levels we're going to talk about that on our in our vip club specifically we're going to do a whole class on it but if you sign up for spirit junkie Masterclass digital you will get a full-size bottle of young living lavender essential oil sent directly to you in the mail sent directly to your door wrapped in love Yes, Um, these oils are phenomenal this is just a little intro to so you can see how they work what they smell like what this one smells like it's phenomenal They're really healing.
0: Very exciting. And another bonus I'm super excited about is from eco-vegan gal Whitney Lauritsen, who is going to give you access to her incredible course and community. So Roxy, do we have Whitney on the line? We got Whitney. Hey, Whitney. Thanks for being here. Hey, Allison. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so what is your special offer for Food Heals Nation? So as one of the bonuses, you will get a pass to the Creative Wealth online course, as well as a three-month membership to the Creative Wealth community. Awesome. Well, thank you. So can you tell us, and I've taken your courses, so I kind of know, but can you tell Food Heals Nation a little bit about what the Creative Wealth course entails and what the membership is?
1: Absolutely. So these are designed to help content creators, whether they're Instagrammers, YouTubers, bloggers, anyone. Who- who's developing online content, I'm here to support them in learning the skills, tools, and tips to help them monetize all that content so they're actually making revenue from
0: it. And you specialize in people that are doing things related to the health and wellness field, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I really love to support people who are doing vegan content, healthy living content, natural living, eco-friendly, anybody that falls
0: in that category are really the target audience. Perfect. Well, that's in perfect alignment with what we're doing with Spirit Junkie Masterclass. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me be part of this. So that's super generous. I'm so excited. Thank you, Whitney. So if you are interested in taking Spirit Junkie Digital Masterclass, there are even more bonuses. I'm not even kidding. You can go to spiritjunkienation.com to see everything we're offering. And at the end of this episode, we're going to describe what else you'll get if you decide to take this life-changing course. I said it again, Susie said it again you said it again life-changing it's life-changing all right let's get to our interview with the amazing the incredible the beautiful the smart the talented what else can i say about her heather fantine
1: the food Heals podcast starts now
2: heather's own journey of awakening led her around the world for 15 years to heal explore connect and learn from many different cultures and traditions Highly gifted and intuitive, she blends her vast experience and training in works such as heart-centered hypnotherapy, transformational inner work, personal and spiritual growth and development, mind-body medicine, meditation and mindfulness, and
1: whole health education. And we are thrilled to have her back. Welcome Heather. Hi, thank
0: you so much for having me. I love being here with you guys. We're so glad to have you back. So for anyone who may not know who Heather is, she was on episode 130. She did our New Year's episode in the beginning of 2017. (laughs) So, um, but please go back and listen to that episode because her story is really good and life-changing and it will help you out. But Heather, for anyone who has not listened to that episode, can you give us a taste of who you are and what you do?
1: Absolutely. Well, my name is Heather Fantine and I'm a spiritual breakthrough coach. I focus on lasting deep transformation, really starting with helping you to heal your relationship with you. I'm also the founder of the Soul on Fire Retreats for Women, which is a highly immersive and transformational retreat program, as well as now I've launched this new baby of mine, which is a year-long personal and spiritual growth group coaching program called The Inner Circle. That's just a little bit about me. And if someone is interested in finding out more about my 15-year-long extended Eat, Pray, Love journey around the world, (laughs) feel free to reach out on my website and they can connect with me there. So.
0: I love it. And so we met at Spirit Junkie Masterclass and we drove up together to level two and it was just a fantastic experience. And I always talk about how transformational that week was for me. And can you talk a little bit about what is a Spirit Junkie and what does it mean to you to be a Spirit Junkie? Yeah, I
1: love the term Spirit Junkie, first of all. I think, you know, it just embodies so much to me. It's like, Gabby really started a global movement with that term. You know, the spirit junkie community is now this global movement of seekers who are ready to just return to their most essential nature, their truest self, which is love. It's just such a powerful, beautiful movement that she's created. And I'm so honored and blessed to be a part
0: of it. For sure. And I agree with you. It's such a movement and more and more people are discovering it each year. And I wanna see where this goes and I want to be like, I was in it from the beginning. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. It's just this collective conscious that we're all we're all connected. We are all so connected. And the more people that are awakening, you know, they're feeling this call deep inside of themselves and, and beginning to question everything.
0: And the call, like what advice would you give someone who's just started out and feels like they feel the call? Like what is the call and and how can we respond to it?
1: I heard the call pretty young and you guys can go back to the last episode to hear all about my story and what that was like for me. Mm -hmm. But you know, I really feel like it's just this, there's something inside of you that becomes unsettled. And you begin to sort of question everything and feel like there must be something more to life than this. You don't know exactly what it is you're searching for. And you can't quite imagine what the vision will be like of your future self or your future life. You just know that what has been isn't working and it isn't satisfying you in a deep way. And so there's like this, there's this yearning for deeper meaning and direction and once you have that sort of awakening within you, you're somehow guided on your new path, leading you to the right teachers and mentors and healers that are there to help you to grow, heal, and evolve. That's what I believe it. it's all about. You know, when we start to feel this call, we will begin to be guided. And as we're on that path of awakening, you're on a path to really discover and uncover who you truly are. What your high purpose is, and what you're here to bring. So beautifully said. I have, I have a question, and I don't, Heather. I don't know if
2: you have an answer to this because it's kind of a
0: oh, here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is why you have me on the show. Do you think that this seeking that we, I have felt it, have uh, you felt it, Allison's felt it? Like, do you think that this seeking of there's got to be more? Of this do you think that's a particularly Western experience? Do you think that this happens in other cultures? That Because you, you're a world traveler.
1: I honestly don't think so. No? Okay. I, if I, you know, just going in my mind and scanning the different cultures that I've been really immersed in, I know that it, it is a predominantly Western-type movement. It's almost like, you know, this is the feeling that I had when I was working with spa teams like in China where I was... The Westerner reconnecting them back to their ancient roots and teaching them, you know, bringing someone in to teach them Tai Chi mm, mm-hmm. should be something that is, you know, uh, inherently in them, and they have forgotten a lot of the Asian cultures that I was in. It's like so many of them have lost touch with that because they've jumped on the Western bandwagon of bigger, better, faster, more, right? And now. We Westerners, we've, we've experienced that and now we're going, but now what? We've already gotten a taste of that and it's not fulfilling me on a deep soul level. And so it's almost like Westerners have started the movement because they're seeking from a different place. But I do see in especially, well, Europe is very Western as well, but then a ton of Brazilians that I know, a lot of people also in Asia and even India A lot of the Indians obviously are still on that path and they've always been on that path. And so it's just natural to them.
2: So it's almost like a reconnecting to some sort of ancient principles that we've lost kind of globally. Yes. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Because there's certain things like I've been, I also have been a massage therapist for many years and i feel like often with natural healing we've kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater where we have you know healing tricks that kind of were wives tales that kind of, that did really did work and then we like because they weren't scientific or they weren't new in the 60s or 50s new we threw them away cuz uh, or even before that and now yeah. we're kind of returning to all of that and that includes our spirituality yeah. and how we look at the world and ourselves in it
1: absolutely so it's like it's a remembering of these deeper truths that are inside of us It's who we innately are. And so it's like this process is a process as we awaken. It's a process of uncovering and revealing and emerging. It's just becoming more of who you truly are and taking responsibility for your life and your emotions by applying these higher spiritual principles once again in your life. And it just helps you to become so much more empowered. So you shift out of that victim mindset and that mentality into someone who is a co-creator of their life and their experiences and begins to align themselves with this energy and this vibration that is in alignment with their heart and soul. And then you attract such different experiences than when you are asleep.
0: And so when you awaken and and you answer the call what what changes can we experience in our health in our lives in our careers
1: i see this a lot with people that are new to a path of awakening so you start this path of awakening and there's this unsettling that happens it's like there's a lot of chaos that can be stirred up in your life because as you are beginning to perceive the world through through new lenses you're seeing the world and your life in a different way. You're looking through the lens of love. You're no longer asleep. You're no longer distracted by all of the noise and you're seeing things as they truly are. So all of a sudden your relationships look different and you start to question those relationships because they might not be in alignment with the new you that is emerging. And so you have this period of like confusion and you know there's this almost like there's this destruction that happens. And the analogy that I used was a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. And, you know, we're that caterpillar who's always been a caterpillar. And we don't, we don't know that we can be a butterfly.
0: (laughs) Or it's too scary to be a butterfly. We're like, oh, I see other butterflies, but how do I become that? I'm not as pretty as, you know, them. I don't have the prettiest wings or what the hell ever, (laughs) to use your analogy. And so there's a fear around spreading those wings.
1: Exactly. And so first, the caterpillar has to be willing to completely and fully surrender, completely and fully dissolve into itself, into nothing, into a soup that has no form before it can become the butterfly. Mm -hmm. There's a mourning of the old self that people go through when they're going through this process of awakening. Yes. So
0: There's. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: I think I'm in it right now, Mother. (laughs) I think you
0: are.
1: (laughs) I'm in a soup of change. You're in the soup. And so that's where you just, you know, you just be in that space. When you recognize I'm in that space, that's when, you know, you got to have spiritual running buddies and people to remind you to just to muster up any faith that you can and trust in the process and really surrender yourself fully to the process. Because in that moment, you don't yet know what is going to emerge, you don't yet know that you're the butterfly. So you're not sure what's going to emerge. All you know is that you were a caterpillar. And now you're dissolving into this metamorphosis of change. And you don't yet know that you're going to be this beautiful butterfly who can fly.
0: And when we're in the metamorphosis, and we're realizing, okay, things are changing, what are some tools and tips that you have for us to really fully embrace that?
1: Something that I teach a lot is I work on people with their mindset and really understanding how powerful the mindset is. And so, you know, if you are in this place of of transformation in your own life, if you've been feeling a call to awaken, if you feel this draw to do something more that you're, you're seeking and you don't yet know what it's going to look like, being in a place of surrender is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And a lot of people think of surrender as defeat. And I see it as something as very
0: powerful. I think it's letting go of all the conditioning and all of the misbeliefs that you have and just going, okay, how can I serve? What will you have me do? Yes,
1: yes, exactly. And that's one of the mantras that I've been living my life by for so long is, Is that mantra from A Course in Miracles that says, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? God, universe, life is in the details. Life will provide. It's your job to muster up the courage to trust and let go of the reins because you cannot hyper-control your way to your purpose. (laughs) Wait, you can't?
0: Wait, are you sure?
2: Because
0: I'm really trying. (laughs) Am I doing
2: it all wrong? (laughs) Okay, so I have to interrupt you guys. Have you guys ever heard of the Indian goddess... Akil, uh, this is a very complicated name, Akilandashavri. No. Okay. She is the goddess never not broken. She mm. rides a crocodile and she's split into a bunch of pieces. Like her, like if you look at her form, like she, she's broken into a bunch of different pieces, but she's the goddess never not broken. And if I may read you a little bit, when I heard about this, I was like, that's me. I want to be the goddess of no, never not well, well, I'm already her. Yeah. But that she uses her splintered self. Like, she doesn't try to paste it back. So I'm going to just read a little bit of this. And Roxy, you edit what you need to. Because it, <laughs> it it long? it's It's hard to submit it. Okay. She embodies the cataclysmic, exhilarating, transformative process that the Earth and we individuals are going through right now. Whoa. And she holds the keys for getting through it successfully.
0: Love
2: it. Pronounced translates as never not broken so think about that never not broken yeah we're always, nev- always
0: broken and, and that's what we talk about when we say that healing is a process and we're never there we're never at 100 right. right and that was my biggest mistake and i know we've talked about this a lot about people going i'm better i'm healed because i did no. all this work on myself no. but it's a process so you're never ahead. you're never not
2: broken go ahead. she shows us the power and opportunity of being broken into pieces by heartache, disaster, great fortune, and other life changes and traumas. However, she takes this to the furthest extreme, purposefully keeping herself broken wide open, allowing herself to flow with every current, creating and fragmenting and recreating herself endlessly. She steadfastly refuses to pace herself together into a stable form, shunning the limitations that she'd have to abide and the false identities that would hide reality. She rides on a crocodile. <laughs> <The> very- <laughs> Why is that funny? I
0: don't know. I'm picturing you on a crocodile right I think now. I need to get one.
2: <laughs> she rides on a crocodile. The very survival fear that keep most of us chained to the known and routine is her flying carpet, exclamation <laughs> <laughs> point. She is not controlled by the need to keep her identity consistent or even alive. She dances and spins and breaks herself into shards of light, tossing out new possibilities for herself like flower petals from a cherry tree. The goddess Never Not Broken promises that the greatest magic is in the transformative moments, the heartbreak, the uncertainties, the pause before we hit the ground, and what we do with ourselves after we land. She is the goddess of surrendering to change, and we are getting to know her very well these days.
1: Wow. I love that so much. Isn't oh that amazing? Goodness. That
2: yes. I, that You triggered that, Heather. I was like, oh, I got to bring this up. I've never talked about that before.
1: Oh, that is, I, I, you have to send that to me. I need to know Will more do. about her. She's my avatar. Well, yeah, totally. <laughs> talk we'll
2: about talk. Wonder Woman. Oh. She rides a crocodile.
1: That was really, that was really powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. I love that. She
2: makes me feel better because when I would, when I would think about like, oh no, I got to be perfect. I got, I got to like be able to heal these, all these wounds. And it's like, no, that's what we've been talking about today earlier. Like you just, it's part of you.
1: It's part of you and just surrendering to the whole process, allowing the process to unfold. Gabby says the cracks are where we let the light in, right? Yes, Absolutely those become your gifts that becomes what you're here to help others through you know so we our job is to surrender and surrender the how because we don't know the how we can't see the how we need to focus on our why instead of the how and so that's where we can let go of those reins and give up control a little bit and focus on you know showing up when and where you are being called taking inspired action and really allowing yourself to be guided showing up for your spiritual assignments, just remaining open and receptive and curious, allowing yourself to lean in, tune in, and listen. One of the things that you were talking about in that analogy of that goddess, I feel like there was something in there around beliefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's a big thing for so many people is mindset. Our mindset is what is creating our experience. And oftentimes when we start this path, of being on a more purposeful and passionate life, you know, and starting to also think about, well, how can I create, make my passion into a paycheck? What does that look like for me? How can I share these gifts with others? And, oh my gosh, there's so much I could say about this and people who are on this, this spiritual path and who have this resistance to charging money for it. I could say a whole lot about that. Yeah and i don't know if you if you both have experienced this as well but i just i run into this so often when someone is starting their you know they're 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 leading a heart centered business they're in the service industry they're sharing their gifts with the world and they they just have this this weird idea that it's not okay to charge for their services. And, you know, there's just, I just want to just say this, that there's nothing holy and spiritual about you pretending that it's not okay to
0: charge your worth. Exactly. Or that you don't have value.
1: Yes. like Can we just get over that? Because there's nothing spiritual about about you not being able to pay for your rent or provide for your children.
0: How can we serve at our highest purpose if we're not charging for what we do? Because money is important. Money is energy. And we've got to pay the rent. And we've got to take care of ourselves and our families. And we got to be abundant.
1: Yes. And it's, you know, exactly. Money is energy. It's currency. There's a reason why they say currency.
2: I think it goes into sort of other paradigms where it's like, at least for me, I've experienced like, oh, no, I I just can't be making money from something that I love.
0: Yeah, like, I grew, a I grew up with a Because yeah. I grew up with a parent a that one. didn't
2: enjoy his work. Right. And he so, always said, go follow your dreams. But then for some reason, I had this idea that like, no, no, no. But he wasn't following his. But he wasn't following his. But he was making good money from it. Right. But he hated
0: it. No, and that is such a good example of, you know, uh, something that we follow and a stereotype and a misbelief that making money is hard mm-hmm. and we have to go to a job we hate to make the money that we need to provide. So can you bust that myth a little bit, Heather? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so that that's a perfect lead-in because, you know, one of the tools that I'd love to share with your audience is just helping them to work on their mindset. You know, and that first step right there, the first step to changing anything, as I'm sure you know, is always awareness. Yep. And so you have to tune in and become clear about what it is that you're believing Mm -hmm. know, sometimes we don't identify with what we're thinking first but instead we know you know it's like you're not aware what you're thinking is making you off but you are aware that you're feeling off right right sometimes you start with how you feel and then you uncover what you're thinking or perceiving in the situation so uncovering your beliefs like what is my belief about earning money for something that i love writing out what your beliefs are Because a lot of them you will identify aren't even yours. Like for you, you're just saying, you know, that's from your father. It's not even
2: yours. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I actually did make money from something I loved. I went and became a lifeguard and a swim instructor. How fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I didn't pick up his lesson until later when I grew up. I left college and was like, oh, wait. No, and that's actually something I battled with in my own head. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah so you have to first become aware and become aware that fear is in the driver's seat that you're you've got some false beliefs running some deep core beliefs or fears that are running the show so what is your internal dialogue like and i don't know um ali if you remember this from raw goddess but mm-hmm. when she was teaching at the master class level two mm-hmm. one of the things that she said about internal dialogue is she said what are your greatest hits
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one
1: I love that. And so, you know, the first step is just becoming aware. So journal about it. This is, again, where you got to pull out your journal and you got to do some work. You know, there's no there's no quick fix here. Like we have to be willing to put in the time to do the inner work to go through this process of transforming our mindset. So the first step is just be willing to get curious with yourself about the thoughts that you're thinking and write it all out. You know, what are your beliefs around turning your passion into your paycheck? What are your beliefs around living this purposeful life? What are your beliefs around whether or not you are good enough to do it? Right. And so a lot of times we also have opposing beliefs, like a part of you knows there's a part of you connected to the truth. And so a part of you knows you are enough. But then there's a whole bunch of other parts of you that believe you aren't enough. Yep so you have these opposing beliefs and so the first step is just bringing that all to the light exposing it so that you can become aware of it and that you can then objectively look at it because you know you might not be aware that you're having crazy fear-based thoughts around what is and isn't possible for you but like if you are aware that you're feeling anxious you have a knot in your stomach maybe you feel stuck and stuckness fear shows up like for a lot of people, as in inaction or procrastination or brain fog or avoidance, mm-hmm. right? Or staying stuck on your to do list and you're like living in the non important, non quadrant of your life. <laughs> or you binge watch Netflix, right? Right. Things you're doing to avoid showing up for yourself and doing, you know, serving yourself and being in purpose. So, or maybe you're like stuck in the comparison trap and you're thinking that there are already so many people doing what you wanna do. So why would anyone want to hear from you?
0: Oh, I have so much to say about this. Okay, first of all, um, one thing that Gabby always says is that there are more people that need your lessons, your knowledge, and your teaching than there are people teaching it. So number one, that myth is busted by facts. And then number two, I would love to go back to one thing you said, because it really resonated with me that we might have these conflicting stories. And I totally have a conflicting story. And it came from the same person, which is interesting. So when I grew up, my dad always told me, build a business, then have someone take it over and then reap the profits off the top. Okay. And then at the same time, when I would tell him all of my entrepreneurial ideas, you know what he would say? You want fries with that? So... (laughs) I'm getting these, yeah. So I'm getting total. (laughs) Dad. I know. So I'm getting total mixed messages because he he was an entrepreneur himself. He was never an employee as long as I grew up. He was always, he had a building company, uh, construction business, and then he uh, became a lawyer and had his own law practice. And then he had like another company, like he did all this stuff. He was always his own boss. And so I always grew up thinking I'm going to be my own boss. But then As I got older and I was like having all these ideas, late high school and college, and I would tell him my ideas, he would literally, that was his feedback. You want fries with that. So Meaning they're going to fail. Meaning get a job. stop dreaming. Yeah, exactly. They're going to fail, get a job. And so I was always presented with mixed messages. And I do feel that they, I luckily... Thank God you didn't listen. Well, I, I luckily I have always built businesses. And you know, that's something that I'm super passionate about teaching people is how to be an entrepreneur. And I've built multiple businesses and most have been successful, but not everything. I've had tons of failures. And so I think that it's the failures are based on that thing in the back of my head that goes, uh you want fries with that like this is gonna fail this isn't good enough what have you and so I like learning about the mixed messages so that I can then do just like Heather is saying and like overcome the ones that are not true yeah mm. yeah
1: and so you'll like some of the steps I'm going to provide here because that'll really help yes you know it's like a part of you knows the truth a part of you is always connected to that deeper truth and wisdom for sure and the other Your part gut your
2: gut is always connected Mm -hmm. to that, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, The other part of your humanity is still hooked into collective fears, societal pressures and norms, your ancestral patterns, you know, what your dad told you, Mm -hmm. and the beliefs you made up through your own stories and false lens of perception. You know, so we've got this whole, like, that's all that what's going on in the subconscious mind. And so the subconscious mind always wins, right? So we have to first expose all of the the opposing beliefs that we're having Mm -hmm. so that we can really look at them objectively and work them out. And so, you know, like for you, it would be tracking it back. You've already done that. You know where it's coming from. Oh yeah. Searching for the patterns in your life. Look for how and when the belief has showed up. What has it prevented you from experiencing? How has it maybe sabotaged you and your success? Mm -hmm. So you really want to just get it all out, write it down, on it so you can objectively evaluate the beliefs that are driving that thinking. And because those, those beliefs that are driving your thinking are fueling how you show up, how you feel, how you act, and that creates your experiences. It's so true. Absolutely. So first step is just having that level of awareness and being willing to go deep and look at the patterns in your life and how these beliefs have been driving you your whole life and have been sabotaging you from the very things that you want the
0: most. It's so funny because I'm I'm pretty aware of mine, and I'm, there could be some that I haven't recognized yet, but I'm pretty aware of mine. But I, I just had a friend say to me the other day, and um, she said this quote to me. We're talking about something. And she said, money doesn't grow on trees. And she said it as such an aside. And I remember thinking, wow, where did that one come from? No, it actually literally grows on trees. It literally grows on trees. <laughs> Paper <laughs> printed money. gives a fuck
2: about copper pennies. It Money, cash right. literally cash grows money. on trees.
0: Yeah. It and, does. and so I remember thinking like, wow, like this is such a belief that she probably got in childhood you know I don't know I'm not going to speak for her and we didn't get into a deep conversation about or anything but I remember hearing that and be like so many people have these tapes running through their heads
1: yeah yes yes and that's part of the collective right yeah. and so first the, when you recognize you're saying a statement like that then the fir- the next step would be to ask yourself is it true mm-hmm and, you know, I love Byron Katie's body. Oh, my work.
2: God. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, that sounds like Byron Katie. And I was just introduced to the work, the work, her, her, yes, the her, work. the work. <laughs> Please yeah. go on. Please go on.
1: And so I love, I, you know, I was asking self-reflective questions like this for a long time. And I and I found out about her and and started getting into her work. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what I'm asking people you know, and it was so cool. And so, you know, but she's a great resource and it's a really simple, easy way of questioning your thoughts. And so the first question that you ask is, is it true? Mm -hmm. You know, like, is it true that money doesn't grow on trees? (laughs) No, no, it's not actually. And her, her next question, the four questions she's worldwide renowned for is the second question is the same as the first, which I always get a kick out of. And can I be certain that it's true? So if a part of you still believes that the belief is true after you stop and question it, she's just got a second question in there just in case, (laughs) like to ask it again, right? Yeah. And then, you know, more importantly to then go into a deeper evaluation, a self-evaluation around like, well, who am I when I think this thought? How do I show up? How do I act, feel, behave when I believe the thought that money doesn't grow on trees or that who I am is not enough or that my book has already been written? So who am I to
0: write it again? Mm, Yeah, that's a big one for people. They're like, so many people are doing this. They already wrote about this topic. No, people need your story on, on the same topic.
1: And so asking yourself if it's true and who are you with the thought, really looking at how do you show up? How do you act? How do you feel? How do you behave? And is it serving you Mm -hmm. to hold on to this way of thinking? So that would be the next step, you know? And then are you willing to see it differently? Are you willing to see it differently? Are you willing to see it through the lens of love and not fear? And so that's where you get to step three would be surrendering it up, asking for guidance so that you can be shown through the lens of love how to perceive this belief differently. And you know there's going to be there, a couple steps down, I tell you to create an evidence journal, which is something that I love. And I don't know if you've ever heard of an evidence journal, but... I don't um, think so. Okay, so yeah, I don't know if anyone else has done it, but I do it and I teach all my clients to do it. Teach um, us. The evidence journal is where you start to collect evidence that the opposite is true. Oh, I love it. Right? And so so first of all, surrendering it up, asking for guidance, and being willing to see it differently, perceiving the situation through the lens of love. I have a really short guided meditation that takes people through just like two minutes of dropping into their heart and asking themselves, what would love do? And it's such a powerful reframe to just pause and tune into your heart and ask yourself that question because we know what love feels like when we come from a place of love it feels expansive and connected and joyful and it feels like opportunity it feels healthy and fear feels the opposite you know it disconnects us we get angry we're frustrated we're irritated it feels separate from Mm. other people and separate from yourself and separate from your heart
0: right
1: so what would love do And there's a process, you know, when you're in this process of uncovering and becoming aware and then asking yourself if it's true and who am I when I think this thought and am I willing to see this differently and then surrendering it up, you have to also go through a process of having compassion for the part in you that believed that thought in the first place, you know, forgiving the part in you that believed the old story. And there might be further release work or healing work that might be necessary to bring completion to that pattern in your life. And that's a much deeper body of work that we can't get into here. But, you know, for the most part, this process works. And if, and if it's not working, then there might need to be deeper healing that happens around the original wound or the original trauma or the original thought, you know, and for you, it, you know, Allie, it would be like that, that younger self part of you might need to get a little bit upset with her dad. Yeah. For that, you know, that belief and for saying, you know, do you want fries with that? So That part might need to be expressed. Yeah. So she, that part in you might need to be seen, heard and acknowledged. She might need to still emote and release those emotions that she's been holding down and get angry, mm-hmm. you know, about the fact that you were given a belief that isn't true. That's been limiting you. That's been sabotaging you and allow those emotions to be there and to be released. And that's such an important part of healing.
0: And Heather, I actually did a lot of this work in grad school, and so what we learned there is very, very on point with what you're saying, and it is the forgiveness work. And so the way that this works is, it sounds like um, the deeper dive into what you were talking about, is that you recognize what the misbelief is. You recognize where it came from. So in my case, okay, it came from my childhood, from my father, and wherever it came from for you. And then you experience that emotion. So you get mad. Sometimes you talk to them. Um, There's a gestalt therapy where you can talk to them and then you can also be that person speaking back to you. You can do a letter writing if it's something really deeply traumatizing. Like this one for me wasn't super traumatizing, but I have done this deeper work on really, really traumatizing things that I've experienced. And what happens is, is you're able to let it out cry about it, get mad about it, talk to the person about it, write your letter about it, and then you experience this absolute flow of joy and peace.
1: Yes, yes. And I promise everyone who's listening that there is freedom on the other side. The only way out is through. We've got to be willing to walk through the pain so that we can free ourselves on the other side. And just really holding space for people who might be afraid to face those old experiences and are afraid of possibly being re-traumatized or like just the pain of the heartache was too big. I can't face the pain, but they've been stuffing it down inside of themselves for so long. And it's like trying to hold a beach ball underwater. It just doesn't work.
0: Yes, that was me. I had to out, right? That was me. And I was terrified to do the work and I was terrified to go there. And sometimes I still am, you know, I'm not saying that I've overcome all of it. But I'm working on it, and I did that two-year grad school program where I got through a lot, and I still have stuff to go through, but that really, really transformed the way that I felt about certain situations and misbeliefs that I had and my trauma that I experienced. And then the last step in that process, which I think is one of your steps, is to forgive, And a lot of people think that forgiveness means forgiving someone who has wronged you. But the problem with that statement is that if you forgive someone who has wronged you, you are still holding a judgment against that person that what they have done is wrong. And so what we did in grad school was forgive ourselves for that judgment. So you forgive the person and then you forgive yourself for holding a judgment against them because all judgments are just still pain, suffering, and what we want to let go of. Oh, my goodness. That was awesome. (laughs) So good. You would have loved my school. It was a school about loving yourself, USM. (laughs) And here's a degree.
1: (laughs) It's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's such a beautiful way to look at forgiveness. And, you know, a lot of people get tripped up around forgiveness because they think it means that they are saying that what someone did to them was okay. It's yes, like, they that's you know not what it is the behavior and that's not what it is at all. Yes, you're right. You're self-free when you when you go deep into forgiveness work and that's what you're really doing is setting yourself free because you're holding yourself captive by holding on to those resentments and holding on to those old stories, those traumas and wounds and you're only hurting yourself.
0: So and- true. Yes, if you are holding on to anger against someone cuz they wronged you, Guess what? It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't hurt them. It doesn't affect them. It only hurts you. It only hurts us. There's some
2: sort of proverb. It's like holding onto anger and resentment. is like holding onto a hot coal. Yeah. You know, it's not hurting the other. And this is where, and it's so, oh man, (laughs) Heather. (laughs) It's so, no, it's so interesting. I had a synchronistic moment when you brought up Byron Katie because I just, and I've been reading self-help and psychology books for literally decades and someone just, recommended her stuff to me and so i I listened to uh one of the one of the audiobooks on relationships and it's just so fascinating to me when like you start working on something then someone else will come up and reinforces like no this is actually a good thing like you know and 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 enables you
1: to talk about that's it cool thing about being on a spiritual path right because yeah. once you start this path of awakening you are being so guided and that's the part where you can just surrender and trust that you're being guided because obviously, this is a body of work that you're being called to look further into. Otherwise, it wouldn't be showing up in all these different places. And now you're going to see it and hear it everywhere, right? So that's what and happens. And this is
2: something, and this is why also I also recently listened to Gabby's audiobook, uh, The Universe Has Your Back, because turning fear into faith. That whole title, I was like, that was written for me because I, <laughs> I, I, I struggle. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working with it, but I, I've always struggled with having the faith. I'm, I'm a one-woman show. And I'm like, I can do it all. I can just take care of it. I'm going to make it happen. And yeah. I've learned at this tender age of 40 that it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, you can't. You got to ask for help. You're working in a full stage production mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. and um, you're, you're not able to just make everything happen and add a snap of your fingers.
1: Well, these steps would be perfect for you to do around that too. Yeah. And so the next part after we've gone deep into that forgiveness and release work is to create a new and empowered story. So literally all of the things that you were writing down about your beliefs or, you know, I have to be a one woman show or, you know, I I need to be independent because dependency or codependency is very scary. Right. Right. Or maybe sometime when you were young, you learned that you can't rely on someone else. And so you have to be independent. And so, you know, just just really going through and uncovering what all of those beliefs are, what your old story is. And then looking at that old story from this place of greater awareness, and having busted it because you see it's not really true, and surrendering it and forgiving it, and then creating the new story. So sometimes there's this process um, from a law of attraction book called clarity through contrast. So I do this a lot. You know, when someone is like wanting to manifest a new relationship, oftentimes they know what they don't want, right? Really quickly. They give you the laundry list of things they don't want to experience again. And so this is like all the beliefs. So we write out all of those beliefs and we see it on paper and then we create the contrast. What would be the opposite positive, empowering, affirming belief for me to have instead of I have to do everything myself, right? And so then you create a new belief and you write out your desires and create those new beliefs, but and those were those would be what people would think of as those no, you know normal affirmations. So a lot of people use affirmations, and affirmations don't always work because this deeper work hasn't been done.
2: Yes, and- I've experienced that myself. That's totally true. Like they're great unless you have a belief that's very very deep, and it's like, nope, that's the opposite of what I truly believe, and then they're not going to really. You're self
0: sabotaging your affirmations. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there are some ways that you can write the affirmations where you can get your mind on board. And this is also a part of creating like allowing statements. So finding evidence that what you desire or what you want to believe is actually possible. And sometimes we, we can't see that evidence in our own life. So we have to look outside of ourselves for proof and write it down like someone somewhere is earning six figures for their purposeful work, right? So, or seven figures, someone somewhere, like there is evidence. If you look for the evidence, you'll find the evidence and really setting that intention to find the evidence. The other thing is Are you willing to give yourself permission to receive, to receive a new and empowered story and beliefs? And so journal about the evidence that you find and every time, you know, so let's say for instance, someone is working on the belief that, that they're not enough, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're starting to put themselves out there and they've got this purposeful, passionate driven career. And um, they have this underlying belief that they're not enough and who they are is not enough. And so every time this is where your evidence journal comes in, every time someone gives you a compliment or affirms you or, you know, reflects back to you, your gifts, every time you transform someone's life in that moment, you collect that evidence and you write it down in your evidence journal. Every time you're given money for your work, You write it down in your evidence journal. Mm -hmm. Every time you have allowed yourself to be supported and it has been a beautiful thing for you, you write it down in your evidence journal. So you just want to collect evidence. And it's a process, right? I mean, we've been programmed to think this way and we've been thinking this way our entire life. Yeah. So it's not going to transform overnight. Affirmations don't work overnight, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we're we willing to create a new and empowered story and start gathering evidence that it is possible. And so you want to start writing down your affirmations like creating a manifestation statement and reading it daily. So this is where you get to put it on your mirror, on your fridge and your phone, just have it be a constant reminder because you have to keep these new beliefs top of mind long enough for them to become a part of your new default way of thinking. So it's
2: time. One thing I have found useful is if you are battling against a false belief that's living somewhere deep in your psyche that your, your mind loves to solve things mm-hmm. so instead of posing it as a an affirmative statement you put it into a question so so say you're you're believing that you're not enough you know you put it into a question when did I become enough that's and great. your brain goes, oh, it looks for the evidence. It goes, oh, 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 it, and it actually really works. It's yeah. a trick,
3: yeah. Um, yeah. Because
2: when I was putting all these affirm- affirmative statements on my mirror and writing them down, and my my, and I would just be like, I don't freaking believe this. Like, no,
3: yeah. My
2: my reality is not reflecting this affirmative statement. But when I learned this trick, it jumped a step, and my brain wasn't able to fight it. it. Goes, oh, 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 wait, wait, let me think of that. It actually really works. So that's another tool um, you can put in your toolbox, listeners.
1: Absolutely. And so like that could also be why am I enough? Ooh, yeah, that's good. Why am I enough? Yeah. So you start with why a lot of times. You just put it into a question.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When did I get so skinny?
1: <laughs> when
2: When did men fall or women start falling at my feet? When, you know, when did I get so wealthy?
0: That's when sad. did it get so
2: abundant? It actually really, like, I don't know, that, that whole...
0: They um, all make me excited when you I say know. Them. You're, Well, yeah. you start
2: thinking about it. You can think of moments. It doesn't have to be this grandiose, I didn't reach my life goal in terms of abundance or lovers or uh, success or whatever it is. It's it's little moments that will add up to that grandiose experience.
0: And I haven't journaled about it. And I absolutely love the journal suggestion Um, For me, I'm doing this all the time, just innately. I will find something that I think may be true and I want more evidence of it. And then it just starts showing up through books or like on Facebook or whatever. Like I've always been that way. And so it'll either affirm or not affirm sometimes what I'm starting to believe. And the more that you ask for it, the more you start attracting it. So if you're looking for something to write about in your journal and you're like, I want more evidence of people like Heather said, that are making an abundant income with spiritual coaching or podcasting as we do, whatever it is, those things will start to show up. It's yes. energy. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's
1: such a good tip. I mean, really journaling about that and asking asking for what you need, asking for that evidence. That's so good because the universe will provide and will show
0: it to you. The universe will provide. That's what we have to remember. The universe will always give you the answer. It may not always be the answer you're looking for, but you will get guidance. And so we have to listen and we have to be aware and open to receiving that guidance.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, thinking about using different statements like affirmations and actually, so the technique that I know of that you're talking about is affirmations. So it's F-A-F-F-O-R, affirmations instead of affirmations is what I know. So that's that why using questions. But, you know, when you think about using any type of affirmation statement, there's a law of attraction book. They have you begin the statement, it's kind of like creating your vision statement or manifestation statement. And you start by saying, I'm in the process of attracting all that I need to do, know, or have to attract my ideal vision. And then the body of your vision includes those statements. So you created that clarity through contrast and you created new positive, affirming statements. But what I love about this technique is that they use sentences that begin with I love knowing that I am in the process of, mm-hmm. I've decided more and more, or it excites me that there's a different way to start the sentence that feels different when you read it. Like it's, it excites me to know that I am getting paid to do what I love. More and more clients are, are showing up for me I love knowing that I am I, every day I get to do what I love to do, right? Or whatever, you know, just like really, really creating sentences. That it's like you're drawing it in, yeah. you're drawing it in. It's like an attraction process, you know, and at the end saying some something along these lines of the law of attraction is unfolding and orchestrating all that needs to happen to bring me my desire or the universe or God or whatever you want to say there, you know? So having that, Sort of a manifestation statement, something that you can read and get excited about. And here's the thing: attraction doesn't respond to the words, it responds to how you feel about the words that you are using.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Obi just confirmed. <laughs> um, so yes, Obi, our Susie's dog does agree. And um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I feel like that was something that was really big years ago in The Secret and everyone was yes. talking about it. But then there was like a lot of um, people talking about, well, here's how The Secret missed. And so can you talk about like how to feel that feeling? Because it's easy to say these statements and to pretend you feel the feeling. But how do we actually get into that feeling state?
1: So, you know, the daily gratitude practice, a lot of people are familiar with that where you you write down or you think about the things that you're grateful for in your life to attract more to be grateful for in your life because you know it's what we're focusing on that expands that we attract more of. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of your your basic gratitude practice. But have you ever heard of doing a future vision gratitude practice?
0: Ooh, tell me more.
1: Okay. So when, when you are being in a place of gratitude for something that you're wanting to manifest, so whatever mm-hmm. those statements are that you're attracting into your life, you are literally going in, you're doing a visualization in your mind where you're literally seeing yourself already living that life. Mm-hmm. You're envisioning yourself in as much detail as you possibly can already in the vision. And when you're in the vision, you want to try to evoke as many feelings, emotions as you can. How will you feel when you're living that life? Connect to the feeling in your body, really see it in your mind's eye and step into the vision fully. So this is a practice. This is something over the last couple months that I've been doing that's new. I don't remember where I heard about it, but you know that I've just really every single night stepping into that vision almost like I'm in prayer about and in gratitude for what already is as if it already is yes so I'm so thankful that I have a full practice if someone's looking to like start a a coaching business or something or that my podcast is reaching millions of people around the world it's it's so incredible to me thank you so much you know you just being in this place of gratitude yeah Um, And so for me, you know, stepping into the feeling and into the emotion happens when I allow myself to really see it and connect to the feeling in my body as if it already is happening. And so that's, I think, really big, because that helps you to get to increase the emotional part of it, because that's what needs to happen. We need to feel the emotions in our body.
0: Yeah. And you asked earlier um, if I had heard of this or if we had heard of this, and we called it something different, but we did the same process almost to a T in grad school. And I just love how these concepts are really universal now, even if they're under a different name. and we would write in the present like I am and it would be all of the things you wanted that you may not be there yet. I remember I would write like I am sitting on this beautiful porch in my beautiful yard and things that I didn't have yet. And thinking back, I have a porch and a yard now and I didn't have those things in grad school. So I guess it's working. Um, But yeah, I had an apart. We were in an apartment back then. And now, you know, we're sitting in the podcast studio and right behind us is my porch and my yard. And it's like, you have two porches. I yeah, that's yeah, true. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so that's
1: where that, you know, so you're looking to so the I am statements, Some people might have, you know, might not work well for them. And that's what we were talking about a little bit. Yeah. In, in when did or the why statements mm-hmm. in those affirmations. But what I'm focused on here is really being in gratitude for it already being. Yeah. So just being in that place of really seeing it and already being in appreciation that it's already happened, really connecting to that feeling in your body and asking yourself on a daily basis. And this is the other thing, just taking small steps that are going to lead you in the right direction. What one Step can you take today that will bring you closer to living that dream? So that daily aligned right action, just one step. You know, if I'm living in Seattle, Washington state, and I want to walk to New York, (laughs) all I need to know is I'm headed East. And all I have to do today is take one step and I'm one step closer to New York. And so being in that place of feeling and daily right action and celebrating yourself, Celebrating your milestones and being in a place of gratitude. So
0: these tips are so powerful and Food Heals Nation, if you are listening, go back and write these down because what Heather is talking about is almost to a T what I had to do for two years in grad school. And like it healed so much. It obviously manifested so much and it took time. It's not overnight. Like you said, it's not an affirmation doesn't happen overnight. But we can accomplish. Sometimes it can, but not usually. Well, right. If you have any examples, I would like to know because I want to believe
2: that it can. Maybe not overnight, but can be easier than you think. I agree. But I remember being near Runyon Canyon here in Los Angeles and oh, driving yeah. down the street and looking at this street with these big, fat, beautiful palm trees. This this street that has been photographed for many reality shows that are shot in L.A. Mm-hmm. And just thinking, God, this is a beautiful street. I was in appreciation and just thinking, this is really, really lovely. And wouldn't it be nice to live on this street? And wouldn't you know it, two years later, I'm living on that street. Yeah. So that wasn't necessarily an affirmation, but it was certainly like an appreciation, like, oh, this would be really nice and I would really like this. That would be really cool from where I'm living now. And it happened. And I I feel like because it wasn't so much like this has to happen, like I need it to, I need to live on this street. If you put that kind of constriction on it, it's harder for the universe to deliver that to you. But if you kind of just walk around in appreciation, whether that be for a partner, like you see someone on the street and you're like, oh, that person's really attractive. I like this quality. Or for me, it was real estate. Yeah. <laughs> it was real estate. For sure. Things like that can easily, you know, maybe not overnight. You never know. Sometimes you, never you put not. it out
0: there and, it, and and things can turn around. Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen, Heather. Okay. So... We love all of these tips. They're super powerful. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what you're up to, like your inner circle group coaching program that you mentioned at the beginning? And I also want to hear about your guided meditation library.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm super excited about the inner circle. It was something that I felt really called to create, and it actually happened as a result of my soul on fire retreats. You know, I would be with these women in these like highly transformational and immersive experiences and guide them through this process of, of really cracking open, you know, and they would leave the retreats and be back in their regular lives and really no place to land. Mm-hmm. So they, they needed a place to land and to be able to stay in the conversation of personal and spiritual growth and transformation and change takes time as we've mentioned on this on this podcast you know it's not an overnight process and i also wanted people who weren't ready to work at my high level coaching with me one on one on that high level coaching to have access to these teachings Mm -hmm. and to have support and to build community, which is what you and I love so much about the Spirit Junkie community. And I will continue to build more community that has a place where they can come and really do the deep healing work and see their lives transformed and see their mindset transformed and just be held and supported in that container. And so I created the inner circle and that is, you know, me really just showing up and holding space for these women who are ready to take themselves on and who are ready to live the life of their dreams. And it's a beautiful, beautiful community. There's also spirit junkies in the community. And, you know, it just, it's women who want to show up for themselves and want, want to have that support. It's a year-long program, and I do have some spots still open. I'm closing the doors at the end of this month, so if anyone feels that call to be supported in that way, feel free to reach out to me, and we can jump on the phone and talk about what the program is all about. I would be very honored and super excited to have have more people join us on this journey.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you for letting us know. It sounds really, really powerful and I know you also have a free guided meditation library and I love your voice and I love the way that you approach these types of things. So can you tell us how we can get access to that?
1: Heatherfantine.com backslash join the tribe. So just sign up to join the tribe. And you have access to my meditation library. And also right now I'm doing a 21 day source light activation meditation journey. Mm -hmm. I started that with the inner circle and expanded it, just opened it up. And so there's just this, global tribe that's just kind of exploded, that's jumped on this journey with us and are are meditating every day for 21 days using this guided meditation that I recorded. So I would love to have more people join that journey. Very cool. Um, And they can find out about it if they go to Facebook and they search Soul on Fire Tribe. They will find the Facebook group where all the information is about the 21-day light activation meditation.
0: That sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to check it out. I love um, new meditations. I love a challenge. I love doing something for a certain amount of time to see what comes of it. And so I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, I'd love to have you. Yay. Um, And so what advice would you give someone maybe who's listening today or who is thinking about taking Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital? What would you tell them?
1: I would tell them to tune into their heart because a part of them already knows the answer. If they're questioning whether or not they should do it, there's a part of them deep down that knows Also, being in a place of trusting divine timing because there's a divine timing for everything. And I mean, I personally would say if you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening this whole time, you are being called.
0: <laughs> true, true that.
1: <laughs> if you're still listening, then you are being called to rise up in your own life and find your unique gift and share that with the world because we need more people living their passion and living their purpose and being light workers on the planet and Gabby is an incredible spiritual teacher the spirit junkie masterclass is life changing you know and she will guide you through that process of how to make that transition you know you have to kind of assess are you a jumper or a bridge builder <laughs> like how to build the bridge to start to integrate more and more of what you love to do and if you feel the call to be a part of a global community of just incredible people who are here to make a difference in the world, then I would say jump. Just jump. Trust your intuition and trust that if you say yes to this journey, that the universe will figure out the how. You might not know how right now. You might not know how to fund it right now. But if you say yes and you show up for yourself and you start taking action, the universe will respond to that and support you to make it happen.
0: That is like the best testimonial I've ever heard, and I should send it to Gaby. You should. <laughs> Seriously, right? It was, yeah, it was so amazing, good. and it's true. Like she's not making it up. Like it's absolutely life transforming. And one thing I I think that was a really important takeaway for me was like I kind of went into it like oh this is going to be so um I don't know what the word is but like woohoo and far out which I I fluffy, like fluffy fluffy yeah. yeah and and it's so deep and it gets to the core of what's really holding you back from being who you truly are accepting abundance in your life accepting money for the gifts that you can share with the world and she busts all the myths, helps you break down those blocks, and then actually gives you like really concrete tools. Like besides the fact that like what we're talking about today um, and healing yourself, she also is like, here's what a sales funnel is. Here's how to create a digital course. Here's how to start your so email practical list. business tools. It's practical. To it's also ethereal. It is all of the above. And for someone like me who needs the practicality, That's why it's so powerful because I'm healing myself. I'm working on my misbeliefs around anything that's holding me back. And then I'm also getting like practical tools that I can go home and go, I'm signing up for this right now. I'm going to build my business with this funnel and all these things that I didn't really know. I mean, I knew a little bit about, but it's just great that it mixes the practical and spiritual. And for a type A like me, I definitely needed (laughs) both. And, you know... Uh, no, everybody does. I
2: mean, we're in a, a earthbound world right now and like as spiritual as we may be and as alighted we might be by our passions, like we still, as Heather has talked about, as Gabby has talked
1: about, we still need to pay our bills. We still need to be part of this world. Yeah. yeah. You need both. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just something more about Gabby, just, I just love her authenticity and her realness. Mm-hmm. She's just so refreshing, you know? And I had been contemplating going to the master class for a couple of years when I found out about her, when I got back to the States. And then it was like, it was the right timing. And I knew like there was just this knowing, okay, now's the time, go. And I went and I got so much more than just a mentor and fellow spiritual teacher in Gabby. I gained an entire global community of awesome, heart-centered, loving, giving, caring individuals, who want to live a miraculous life and like, who doesn't want that? (laughs) Who doesn't doesn't want want
0: that? Good question.
1: But I just want to say one more thing that I just, it's from the spirit junkie masterclass and it's one of the sutras that Gabby teaches that she lives by as a spiritual teacher and student. And it's the first sutra and that is the work is never about you. Yeah. The message is bigger than you. Your purpose is bigger than you. And so, you know, you're doing the world and yourself a disservice by not stepping up into your higher purpose and into your higher calling. And one of the other things that she writes at the beginning is, you know, being a spiritual teacher is a huge responsibility.
0: You're doing the world a disservice by not stepping into your power and being who you're truly meant to be because it is our responsibility. It's not about us. That is the whole point of this. And, like, Heather, you— That's just, like— she, I I haven't heard it that way yeah it le- it gets rid of all the guilt around selfishness yeah. of, there's a lot of misbelief right or in, in many people's world view and it is cultural and societal that it is selfish to do what we want to do and so it's getting rid of that guilt and going actually what we want to do is probably a part of our higher calling unless what we want to do is drugs or something because that's something else but what we want to do in the world is part of our higher calling to help heal others and to help the world even if it's something that Feel selfish. Like, I know not everyone listening to this wants to be a healer or a spiritual coach or a mentor or anything like that. It may be that you want to be in a band. It may be that you want to be an artist. Whatever it is that you want to do, your purpose is somehow going to serve others. So when you feel that call and you don't answer that call, you are doing a disservice to the world. So it's our responsibility to answer that call.
1: And everyone's call looks so different. I mean, you'd be called to bring light to the high school you work in as a janitor. You could be called to change those kids' lives just by being who you are and showing up for those kids with your energy. You could be called to be healing your own wounds and be a light worker in your family or in your life. I mean, everyone's call is so different and so unique. I
2: need to give a shout out to the janitor in my building today, Antonio. Antonio has been working in my condo complex for as long as I've lived there for eight years. Mm -hmm. and he is always happy he is I think he works there six days a week which I don't even think is legal (laughs) but he is there a lot Mm -hmm. and he is always happy a bright light and today I stepped out and I was going to my car and I wasn't feeling particularly chipper and he always is He's, he's always very enthusiastic and he said Susie you look beautiful today Oh, my God. And he stopped my head and I was just like, thank you, Antonio. That's very sweet. Thank you. And I just was like, you know what? He is bringing light to wherever he is. Yeah. So just like you just said, janitor in a building, whatever. Yeah. He brought light. He brings light every day to where he is.
1: Yes. And, you know, and that is a light worker, ultimately, because how we show up ripples out into the world. And so we get to choose what ripple we want to send out. And so if you want to ripple out light and love... You know, going through a course like this, like going through the Spirit master masterclass is going to give you the the tools and the understanding and the ability and the community and the support to ripple out light and love instead of what it is that you might be rippling out today,
0: right? Yes. It's so true. And I know that I get obsessed with talking about entrepreneurship and your career and things like that because I feel like a lot of people are suppressing their gifts. But you guys are absolutely right. It is It doesn't matter about career necessarily, but it is who you're going to be in this world and being authentically who you are, wherever you are. And trust that where you are is exactly where you were meant to be and that you will be guided,
1: honoring that experience every step of the way. Just being in that place, just allow yourself just for this moment to surrender to not know the how, just show up where you're being called, trust that you're exactly where you're meant to be, and really be in a place of honoring and and of gratitude, of openness and receptivity to allow yourself to be guided on this journey, and you will be.
0: I can't think of a more perfect way to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Heather. We love your guidance and your tools and your tips. there. They're just amazing and so imperative to talk about. And so you can give one last shameless self promotion. Where can everyone find you online, follow you, stalk you, all that good stuff?
1: Oh, all right. So if you want to join the tribe, um, come on over to my website at Heather Fantine. It's Heather, and then Fantine is spelled F A N T I N dot com find me on instagram under heather fantine and on facebook as well i do a lot of instagram and facebook and i'm very active in my soul on fire tribe group on facebook so those would be the best ways to connect with me and i'd love to hear from
0: you thank you so much heather
2: thank you for being here heather
0: thank you thank you all right. Thanks for listening. Wasn't that an amazing interview? I just love talking to Heather. You know,
2: I just connected recently uh, one-on-one with Heather on Facebook uh-huh. and I was looking again at her resume and man, this chick is... She makes me feel like I've done nothing in my life in terms of... She's done a lot. <laughs> She's done a lot. Her soul is on fire, she as is. she would she say. She has a lot of knowledge and experience behind her in all and many aspects of healing
0: from around the world. And i just. I'm really impressed by this lady. Yeah, she's awesome. So we hope you enjoyed that interview. And we teased at the beginning of the episode that we'd be telling you all of the other bonuses that we didn't get to that you will receive if you decide to enroll in Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And so drum roll, please. (laughs) When you enroll in Masterclass from our link, spiritjunkienation.com, you're going to get... The Spirit Junkie Business Basics Digital Program. Gabby created this comprehensive program with her team of business pros. It has all the nuts and bolts you need when setting up a business like contracts, negotiating tools, insurance information, and so much more. And listen, Food Heals Nation, I started my business, Melody Productions, my film production business, 10, actually 11 years ago. And I didn't have any of this. Do you know how long it took me to figure out what contracts I needed, what insurance I needed? How long? Uh, I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. You're very Fine, successful. I have. But it's very, very difficult to navigate. And so the fact that she's offering this, I, to me, that's invaluable. I mean, like...
2: It is, because it's either time or money. Yeah. So you had to spend the time yep. to
0: figure it out. Or you
2: can just pay someone who's already figured it out. And it at least gives you, if you're, you know, an in, a shortcut. Yeah to figuring it out. And if your business is a little different, then you just modify it, but it it's a shortcut.
0: Yeah, so this is very, very valuable. They place the value at $1,300. I would say it's, it's even more valuable than that. So I think that's a really great bonus that you will get if you sign up and take masterclass. What wait, else? There's more. There's so more. you're also going to get
2: God <laughs> is My Publicist digital course. I love that title. I know.
0: I love the title.
2: Gabby is going to demystify publicity and marketing with this awesome course for spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, writers, artists, podcasters, anyone who wants to infuse their spiritual beliefs into their PR or marketing world in any field. And I wish I had this a long time ago, too, because for me, publicity and marketing was always kind of challenging. I had to figure it out on my own. And they're valuing this at $200.
0: Uh, it's worth more than it's that. It's worth more. Again. I mean, we're going to say that every time, but I've taken the course and it's definitely super valuable because look, Gabby has a PR background. So not only is she going to tell you like how- so This is her field of expertise. This is her field of expertise, 100%. So she's going to tell you how she did it and then how you can apply the same principles to your business. So it's super powerful. You're also going to get- Two live training calls with Gabby. So, the first call will help you clarify your visions and clear any obstacles that are holding you back. The second one is to get you into action. I do these calls with Gabby, and they are phenomenal. They truly help me she just breaks it down you're like talking like well i'm doing this and i think this and well should i do this and she just breaks down she's like here's what you're gonna do she cuts through she cuts through the bs
2: yes exactly because she's a new yorker and she was a publicist cuts through the bs that must be it with love that must be it
0: yeah no she's very loving about it but she's so direct and she'll tell you exactly what you need to hear so those calls again I'm going to say it about everything, but the value is so high.
2: And lastly, she's going to give you lifetime access to the Spirit Junkie Masterclass community. Priceless. Priceless. Again. You can return to the private Facebook page long after you've taken the course to continue connecting with other like-minded Spirit Junkies, Value
0: Priceless. Value Priceless. So that's how we connected to find people to be on our show. And a lot of them I had met in person or connected with. And I went into the Spirit Junkie uh, Facebook group, and I just said, hey, who wants to talk about their healing story. And that's how we found everyone for the masterclass. I can also go in there and go, Hey guys, I'm having this problem in my life with my health or with my business and spirit junkies answer. And I've connected with people for coaching in there. I've connected with people for spiritual counseling in there, gotten a psychic reading in there. It's just a great community. So again, Priceless. Allie's singing, You Know It's Good. You know it's good. So, Food Heals Nation, that is $3,500 in bonuses from Gabby, plus our bonuses, which are valued at $19.99, nineteen ninety nine, 99 which means $1,999. So the bonuses alone are worth almost $5,500. So if you're interested, check it out on our page at spiritjunkienation.com. And we just want to leave you with a little clip from Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And when Gabby is talking about perfectionism in this clip, you'll know, I mean, I feel like she is talking directly to me. I'm so so guilty of this, but it's a really great key on letting go of perfectionism, finding that balance and what Gabby's key to success really is. So roll it Roxy. Be willing to be imperfect. This is my greatest
3: virtue. My effort. Let's go mentality is the, is the key to my success is the key to my success. Effort, Let's go. My willingness to be imperfect. Now, I almost went off the reservation in the imperfection area, and so I've had to train myself to come back. So some of you know where you are on the perfection scale. Maybe you're the massive perfectionist who needs everything to be exactly as it's supposed to be in order for you to send that email, or you can't put that blog up unless every single word has been checked 55 times and it's a month later and every single link is linkable and oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, can I press go? Yes. Or you're just so damn sloppy that everything goes out with just a freaking mess. <laughs> and you just say shit, you don't know what the hell you said. <laughs> Find the balance within the imperfection. Find a balance within the imperfection. Be open to being imperfect, but not to a fault. And I guess when I say imperfect, I really mean just willing to go for it. Willing to just press play. Willing to just press send on that email request. Willing to put that book out in the mail and send it to that author that you admire. Willing to just go for it. That is the key, man. That is the key. We've got to just go
0: for it. Hope you enjoyed that clip. If you're interested in learning more, go to spiritjunkynation.com. See you next time. Food Heals Nation.